live from the ESPN 690 and the Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. I think there were a number of things last season that were uh, not good. And, you know, Doug brings a lot of stability and experience. He's got great knowledge of the quarterback position and really so much great experience in the NFL, you guys know, as a, a player and, of course, as a coach. And I think he brings really the wisdom we need right now to the team. And, uh, you know, if you, I'm sure you guys know Doug and are very familiar with him. And I just think he's a perfect guy to come in right now and lead this team. You know, he's been there before and he's a, he's a great person. He's got great integrity. And I think that's what we need right now. And He's connected with Trevor Lawrence, our quarterback, and they've already built a rapport, so I think it bodes really well for us. You better get this one. That is Tony Khan. Okay. Especially done. Running for Congress. Mm-hmm. Alongside me running for mayor. Psych. Max. Oh, gotcha. Okay, sorry. It's okay. Nobody heard it. I dumped it. <laughs> oh, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. My bad. If you're on the stream, just pretend. Well, the, I mean, the, awesome. they're in the morning, right? Like yeah. super, yeah. I mean, hey, 6 a.m. until 10. Well, there you go. I, I got my own thing going on. Yeah, so you're I, competing I with them. I'm competing with them. <laughs> yes, you are. So once again, who's, uh, no. Uh, so Tony Khan was on ESPN 690 this morning. KJM. Gosh, I wish I knew that. I would have shared it. Me too. <laughs> it would be nice <laughs> if they tell us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I just found out now. So, uh. Do you know the context of what he was on? Was he there promoting AEW stuff? Uh, according to ESPN, yes, he indeed is the president of. That's the, like it says. The sound is like Tony Khan, president, All Elite Wrestling. Does All Elite hmm. Wrestling have something big on the horizon? I mean, the pay per view is still, I think, a couple weeks away. Now, so one more thing. Uh, reason why it's, I didn't see if Keyshawn. I'm sure they are Keyshawn J and and Max are out at the Super Bowl. So yes. maybe Tony's out there with AEW. That makes sense. So stop by. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's just at Radio Row. I don't know. That's maybe, what I'm saying. Yeah, maybe so he's, he's just taking, out of Radio Row. Taking the bullet for the Jags, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Well, it's good he's out there. I mean, I would think with AEW, it'd be good to have. Good to be out there, right? No, for sure. Why not? I, I can't remember. I mean, there's I, UFC fighters out there. Remember we saw those guys? Yeah. <clears throat> but I don't know if Fire I remember. Masbron, Kamar Usman. Do you remember seeing, like, uh, like WWE guys? Well, we had Diamond Dallas Page, but he was in WWE at the time. But yeah, he was kind of. Um, I don't remember seeing... WWE guys. I mean, I've been to many Super Bowls over 20 years. Like, I don't remember ever seeing, like, especially more recently. Oh, no. You know, uh, Charlotte Flair. We saw her riding. Was the, she? Uh, I don't think you were with me when we were riding scooters in Atlanta. I saw Charlotte Flair. <laughs> so, fun- what's up, Charlotte? <laughs> she kind of nodded. It's funny you say that because they had Charlotte on, like, last week. So oh, and then a- Baron Corbin. Remember for the media, uh, the media, like, scrum that we had, like, when they announced the teams? I was next to Baron Corbin. Remember we told that story? That. Yeah, it was me and Stuart. Okay. Uh, Baron Corbin is a, yeah. Oh, no wonder why. I obviously was, I kept missing this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where have you been? Roman Reigns is there, too. I talked to Roman Reigns. You know what? Now that you say Roman Reigns, I do yeah. remember Roman so, yeah, Reigns. So, yeah, so literally, now that you think about it, the whole roster yeah. is just <laughs> walking around. Well, I didn't, you know, when I think of it from that standpoint, I'm like, okay, who are you going to parade through Radio Row? And I'm like, okay, I don't remember seeing, like, John Cena. I don't see The Rock. They're too big. This yeah. is also 2000. I mean, Roman Reigns is pretty big now. 20. Yeah. And also, I pulled him aside well, and said... I've been going to Super Bowls for 10 years, though. That's my point. Like, uh. 
12 years. I just don't remember seeing him on Radio Row. I really appreciate how I pulled Roman Reigns aside and said, hey, man, my son's a really big fan of you. You're, you're a great role model. Keep doing the great work. And then he turns heel like a month later, and now he's a bad guy. <laughs> Hitting people with chairs for no reason. You run like that a risk. Bully. Like, a, like a big old bully. <laughs> you do run that risk. Yeah, man. And I don't listen, need that my son were, watching that. There were plenty of people that were Hulk Hogan fans. I know. <laughs> oh, who are you telling? <laughs> NWO, baby. Yeah. Before the heel turn happened. Yeah. I mean, quite frankly, up in, there was plenty of people that were Brent Martin fans until the heel turned. It's a good like point. November or December. It's a good point. Here in Jacksonville. Yeah. So. But I'm back. You're back. Oh, it took us Ho- Doug Hollywood Peterson, Tony Baselli. <laughs> I think you really are back, Brent. Like, I mean. I do. I feel it. Been, I feel a little. Yeah. I feel good. Yeah. No one's being, you're not getting ratioed or anything. Right? I'm really not. You know yeah. what I do? I do actually think this, uh, and I still, I actually said this to Casey. I think people are fatigued. Yeah. Like, that was well, a long run. Yeah, like, but let's see how the Super Bowl turns out. If you say something crazy, like about the Bengals or something, the Bengals fans come after yeah, you. Yeah, but I had such a good tweet yesterday that somebody said that was worth Careful. three bad Brent tweets. Okay. Mm. I, don't I mean, won't say exactly what it was, but... The bar's pretty low, I guess, but... It was. I'll look it up. I haven't got myself in, uh, in trouble on Twitter in, like, a week. True. Yeah, I mean, we haven't played the game in, in a yeah. while. I haven't, even, I haven't played that open, that stinger, that nothing. Yep. So, uh, hey, Mike Caldwell confirmed uh, by national reports, at least, not by the Jags, as the uh, defensive coordinator of the Jaguars. Gerald, we thought this was happening, and then Gerald Alexander was in play for a bit. Yeah. Oddly enough, yesterday, Gerald Alexander fired by the Dolphins, which I don't usually see that. I, I don't know if there's more to that. Of course, we had all the Baselli stuff, so I didn't really dig deep into the Alexander mm-hmm. thing. Uh, Caldwell was the favorite to be the defensive coordinator. I, I like that they brought Gerald in, or at least we're, we're flirting with Gerald Alexander. I wonder, now that he's been fired or let go by the Dolphins, if they could bring him in in some capacity. I'd love if Gerald was part of the organization. Absolutely. But we did like the Mike Caldwell idea coming over from Tampa. He will be a first-time defensive coordinator, just like Joe Cullen. That didn't seem to hamper Joe. Uh, Caldwell's been around the league for quite some time. We think he'll play a, a blitz-heavy uh, defense, much like Todd Bowles, and, and we'll see if they mix it up. But we kind of like the style uh, yeah. we could expect. Yeah, I mean, if he if he's going to mimic his mentor that he had in New York and then in Tampa Bay and Todd Bowles, you're going to see a defense that's going to vary from week to week depending on who they're playing. Some defenses and their coordinators, their, their ego is so big where it's like no matter what the offense throws at us, we can do our thing. We're just going to run our base defense. I think in a Bulls-led defense, like a Caldwell could bring to the table, it's going to be more, all right, well, here's going to be a, a bear front this week because maybe you're playing Tennessee and they want to run the football a little more. Here's a more of a traditional 3-4 this week because maybe it's a little more pass-oriented and you want to confuse the quarterback. So I think week in and week out, it's going to be different. Now, that means a couple of things. Number one, you need the athletes to be able to do that, right? You need two certified bookends that can stand up, drop back into coverage, um, do what you ask them to do. And then you also need just high IQ guys because you're going to be asking a lot in terms of switching zone coverages, going to man, um, you know, stunts, all that stuff. So you got to get some smart players as well. Yeah, well, you said it, man. And uh, again, don't sleep. There's two things don't sleep on if you're Jacksonville and, and you're watching this unfold. And again, I don't think we'll know overnight. I know there's a lot of momentum. People like what's going on with the staff. I'm not, somebody asked me again today, I said, tell you in eight months. Like, I, I don't know. It feels good. I'm glad people are happy about it. But what you just said about a Caldwell defense with all those other things, which is kind of like what has made Belichick so great, that he's willing to change it on a dime and, and yeah. adjust each week. And around here, we haven't had that. We've had, uh, you know, this this more simplistic defense. And, and Joe made it more exotic this past year. But over the years, it's been very simplistic, play fast, know what you're doing. And I get that, by the way. I do. I understand that. But if you're going to mix it up and you're going to game plan, you want to play chess, 
a little bit, which is okay in the NFL, especially with young quarterbacks, and, and well, there's plenty of them in the NFL, then you have to have the high IQ players to be able to do that. You can't be making mental mistakes. You can't be missing gaps. You can't be missing assignments. It's going to happen. It's a game of football. You're not going to communicate perfectly all the time. Yeah. But if you have too much of that, then we see the kind of defense that we've seen at times the last few years. And so I'm really watching how they select players, how they draft players, what kind of players they bring in here to fit not only good football players, but also to be able to have the high IQ because I really thought uh, and again, you got to be careful with IQ, and I want to make sure I'm clear on this. It doesn't make you're not saying a player's stupid, okay? Oh no, it's but, not like you're, you're going to base it off like the Wonderlick score. No. I mean, I, I had a higher Wonderlick score than Tim Tebow. He made a lot better life decisions than <laughs> I have so far. <laughs> yeah, you know, I true. mean, we say this all the time. Uh, yeah, you're getting in a cage again in two weeks. Yeah, uh, and and it's, he's not. He's crushing so, it. So. Uh, but I just think you have to be able to play fast, have instinct, do those things, and be able to adjust and have knowledge of the game. And some people are better than others at that. Well, I think that also the ability to communicate. You have to be yeah. a great communicator. Um, because offenses these days, they're super intricate. You know, whether it's motions, whether it's the, the bunch, the spread, you got to be able to know what you're seeing, but also communicate like, hey, we got to change this up here, change this up here. Usually you see breakdowns happen and you see guys get wide open. It seems like Jamar Chase gets open every single game. It's because it's the communication breakdown. So you have to get guys that can communicate as well. Yeah, I think uh, I like the Mike Caldwell hire. I, I like the hires. I, I like the people like the hires. It's great. Um, I really trust what Doug Peterson's doing here. I think he had a plan. I think the quick hires showcase that he had a plan. And, and that shouldn't surprise us either. I mean, he's been on the golf course plenty of time to think about this for the last year. And if he was going to get back in, he better have a plan. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's a lot to like right now about what Doug Peterson is doing. Now I, I think as this... This staff is about done, looks to be about done, at least from a reported standpoint. Jags, I expect, will announce this Monday or Tuesday of next week. We'll get a chance to talk to some of the coordinators as well, and Doug, I would think, next week. And then it's about the acquisition of players. It's about what does this coaching staff, and again, I think they're a little bit behind here, but what does this coaching staff see in the current roster? Mm -hmm. What are their pieces? And then what do they have to go get, and how do they attack that, both in the draft and in free agency? And that's why I do think they'll spend money. I think they're going to want to hit the ground running. I, I, I understand Doug Peterson didn't say, hey, we're going to win. It's not it's going to be an overnight fix. Eh, that's true. But he's also, Doug Peterson, I'd have to go back and look this up, but I'm not sure he's experienced like three and 14 seasons in his coaching career. Yeah. You know, he's, he's been on Andy Reid's staff, and he had a lot of success in five years in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And so... I don't think he wants to do the three and fourteen thing. No. <laughs> I think he's. I don't hey, think a lot of dudes do. Well, I know we all don't, but I'm just saying it's not like, hey, let's do this in year one, and then we'll slowly build to this in year two and three. I think they're going to try to hit the ground running here with guys that they can identify. They know what works. They've seen it work, and they're going to go get them. They've got the dollars to do it. They have the draft well, picks to do it. Yeah. You find it. You might have some current pieces here, and and I think their whole mentality should be, what can we do to get us to seven to nine wins? Where can we we can we know we've got a roster that can get to seven to nine wins and at least start being relevant, mm -hmm. so then we can take the next step after. Well, that. and that's what it's going to be about. Is free agency is going to be huge this year? You have the capital to spend. You know, scared money doesn't make money. And at the end of the day, like I, I get it, you're excited that Caldwell's coming here to coach this defense. I'm excited as well. But you got to temper expectations until you get the, the quality guys that you have. Because let's be honest, you don't have Vita Vea right now. All That's right, true. I don't think you really even have uh, a Shaq Barrett. You, you have a Jason Pierre-Paul possibly and Josh Allen, and Josh Allen could be a Shaq Barrett eventually. But you don't. I don't know if you have a Levante David. So. Yes, the Buccaneers' defense, it's been respected the past couple of years. Heck, won them a Super Bowl, you know, um, on the biggest stage where they played Kansas City. 
But the reason why they were so successful is, yes, great coaching, sure. But they have great players as well. Is it fair to say, or is it too obvious to say, Miles Jack should be the most excited guy about the hire? <sighs> yeah. Yep. I mean, Caldwell, linebacker guy. Yeah. Look at the linebackers in Tampa. Yeah. I mean, I, I would think, I mean, if I'm Caldwell, in part, this, I like this job because of Miles Jack. I see what I could do with him. I know what he well, can do. And that's what kind of my surprise last year even, or this past season, was the fact that they didn't really use him more and just saying, hey, go blitz, go turn it loose. You know, you saw him a little more in the, the traditional linebacker role, which I don't think really suits him. So, yeah, I think uh, out of all these years, this is the year where, you know, pending, we'll see what position he plays. But I assume he's going to be the guy that just kind of pins his ears back and just goes. I think, you know, if you go back and look at last year, there's one thing that bothers me a little bit about it. All we talked about in the preseason was this defense is going to allow Josh Allen to eat. Like yep. He's going to go get it. He's going to make plays. And I think we thought a little bit, we'll see what happens with Miles. Miles is that guy you want to put in position to make plays. And I look at it, and it's like outside of that Buffalo game, I'm not sure the defense really put either guy in a position to make plays. Now, was that scheme, well, was that Joe, or was that just the personnel and the inability to get an interior rush? Like, I don't know, but yeah. I'm just saying my expectation were at least for those two guys that have big years because that's what you knew you had. Yep. And quite frankly, they didn't. Like, they were kind of just there. And they didn't have bad years, but they just were there. And, and I wonder who a guy like Caldwell looks at this defense, goes and looks at that tape, say, I can highlight this guy. I can make this guy into a playmaker in this defense. Yeah. Be interested in that. Well, yeah, so that's the one thing about it, too. You can highlight whoever you want, but you have to have the collective unit to do that. Yeah. Like, like the reason why the, the Buccaneers' edge rush is so great, because you have a guy in Vita Vea who is, like, almost, it seems like 400 pounds, but moves like he's 200 pounds. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, the, it's it goes hand in hand. It's complimentary football. Well, the reason why Josh Allen, by the way, played really well for about a three-week stretch, and we saw it coming on, and then he had the big Buffalo game, was because the interior played their best football at the same time. Yeah. Dave and Brian showed up for the only time in his career <laughs> in that stretch, seriously. Mm -hmm. Like, that, but they couldn't get that kind of play. So, I... I understand it goes hand in hand, but that'd be an interesting question to Caldwell. Who do you look at that this defense, and you can be like, I can, if I've got it, what I want, these guys can really, boom, take that next step. Yeah. I'd be interested in, you know, they have those discussions, so I'd be interested in that. South Beach Gary uh, hanging around still, sir. To keep you waiting, South Beach Gary, on a Friday. What's happening? No problem. Enjoying the conversation. Uh, Mayor Martin, now that has a nice alliterative sound to it. Though. Yeah, don't ever plan on it. <laughs> hey, uh, I'd like to give my prediction to Super Bowl. The first guys, uh, did you see the Dolphins hired Wes Welker as the receivers coach? Oh, yeah, and he yeah. was just with San Fran. I don't know who, who he was. He was, he was, was with, San, by, wasn't he with? They hired the they hired San Fran's tight end. I know San Fran's tight end coach. They hired, but I, I think I don't uh, know where Welker was. I think in the NFC Championship game, I remember seeing a shot of Welker on the sideline with a headset, and I was like, Welker was oh, the yeah, Wes Welker so in San Francisco. It's good call, Brent. He was wide receivers coach from 2019 to 2020. All right, so Mike McDaniel brings okay. him over. Hey, what do you think of McDaniel, man? He's a, he's kind of an odd guy. Like he's a, he does not look like a coach. We've all had those discussions. He looks like an analytic guy, and uh, yeah. he's a smart guy. I Do you like the hire? Yeah. I'll tell you guys, I like the, the, the way he orchestrated a good running tack, which the Dolphins haven't really had since... Uh, be honest and Stricky Williams. I mean, so uh, you know, to help too. The, the, you know, you guys know that a quarterback's best friend is a good running game. So uh, if he's if he's able to bring that over, it'd be interesting to see if the Dolphins go after a runner for an end or they draft a running back. But uh, I'm going to take uh, the Rams 31-20. Austin, I feel that Cincinnati's offensive line. Uh, 
it's, it's the poorest offensive line. It's got to catch up with him eventually. And Aaron Donald becomes the MVP with uh, two or three sacks, maybe a fumble recovery. Uh, it, it, I just think it's got to catch up to him. My God, sooner or later, I can't believe that they beat Tennessee having given up nine sacks. I would have thought someone had told me that, you know, would have thought, well, Tennessee blew him out. It shows you how bad Tannehill played in that game. But, uh, I like the Rams by about 11. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the game. All right. Enjoy Thanks the much. weekend as well. Uh, I just, I, I feel like it's too obvious that the Bengals are bad on the offensive line and going to give up 12 sacks. Yeah. And I'm just wondering how they're going to compound that. They've had two weeks to plan. Uh, that's what I'm interested in. I'm going to watch that. What are they doing, Aaron Donald? How are they going to game plan against this? Will they use Mixon more? Mm-hmm. Be interesting to see what they're going to do. Uh, listen, you can fall in love with Burrow and Chase, but if they don't have time, you don't have time. Like, True. that was an anomaly, what happened in Tennessee. And, and really, the reason why they won in Tennessee was the three turnovers by the by the Titans and, and, and Tannehill. What we learned in that game was three turnovers is more costly than nine sacks. But you can't do that. They, they, they get seven, eight, nine sacks in that kind of pressure. Because keep in mind, if you're having that many sacks, that means even more pressure. Yeah. There's no way Joe Burrow's coming out of there with a W if they have that kind of pressure. But how many didn't Burrow have an interception, though, too? He might how many turnovers did they have? I think yeah, he might he have had one. Interception. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, three I of them. I hear you. I and they were you. big. I hear you. They were big. So, yeah. uh all right, let's let's break open some cards. Are we did, doing did this I, now? Did I give you some? So I have two of the the UFC Prism cards. Is that all we're doing too? Oh, you got two and a yeah, select I NFL. Select I got one, one because I I have you give, doing the names of the UFC guys. <laughs> okay, we got nothing. As long as I yesterday, which is still which... debating if it's worth fifteen dollars or four dollars. Yeah. What, what what did your man tell you today? Is remember $4. remember we brought that up? Yep. Just because it's listed doesn't There's mean a it's worth that. Yeah, there was a man. It was Mark DeVoli. Mark DeVoli. Oh, that's what I, went I down. wanted to say Mark, but I didn't want to say Mark because I didn't want to be wrong. And by the way, uh, Casey went down and met Mark today. We're oh, going to be going him? live down yeah. there in a oh, couple thanks, of weeks. Oh, Appreciate that invite. Yeah, man. Awesome. No yeah. So you got plenty to do. We insulate you. We know. No, it's like, all good. Like appreciate your, the invite, like guys. PR department. No, it's you know? all good. My PR department's yeah. doing fine. Just, hey, between the body armor stuff. Hey. Body Armor called me today. Hey, Austin, you, you got to calm down on the videos. We're, we're selling way too much in Jacksonville. We're actually out of stock right now. What videos? So, oh, you, you see see the video? Oh, wow. No. Where's it at? Oh, it's a... Is, where isn't it right now? Yeah, he's got to... Uh, listen, okay. what, what, what Super Bowl maybe be there? This guy, is, he's like start his OnlyFans account. Hey, whoa, 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 Brent. What are uh. we talking about, man? <laughs> He's like, shirt might be off. He's got shirt off. Shirt and might be off. And then he's got a cute thing too. going in the other. Hey, oh, hey that's, that's, that's 100% authentic sweat, too, by the way, in that video. <laughs> I yeah. heard about the Cupid deal. Yeah, but body armor's all that's bad, everywhere. man. Like, sorry if you, hey, if you guys want a body armor for the Super Bowl, sorry. It's just, probably sold out in just, Jacksonville. Just out of curiosity. What do you got? Which v- which video would do more if you were the shirt off or if I did an endorsement with my shirt off? Oh, you with your shirt off for sure. Yeah, so you go. Oh, like, yeah, ratioed. Yeah, ratioed. Ratioed. Yeah. People, people always love to hate more than they love, they love to love. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I say, I've always said that. Like, it's if you really just want to make a fool of yourself, it's probably not hard to get a couple followers. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I've never seen anybody work harder to get a pack of cards I can't open than these you damn right now. Cards. Dude, struggling. Do you want me to go first here? Do you want me yeah, to, to lead off here? Oh, good. All right. going to cut the cards in half. We uh, have a fighter that I met in Las Vegas when I was training for the Contender Series, Claudia Gadesia. Yeah. Ooh! It's our first female fighter. We, we have another style bender one. Another one. Casey just rolls his eyes like he's not even pumped up about it. It's style bender, man. It's a it's a fireworks. How's that? Is it is it a hollow? Is it I silver? Love how you yeah. Show, like you always show your cards like this. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, how's this bad boy? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it, it's a hollow. 
Yeah, well, we'll do some. He doesn't well, go and, yeah, you you know. Research do you? It. Yeah, go and Google that one. Do you want me to kill his dreams? No. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I'm going to kill his okay, dreams. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I have our, uh, our Reno Eldana. Nice. I got Tony Ferguson, Al Kakui. Just a cool card to have, not worth yeah, anything, I'm sure. But Alistair Overeem. I got Alexis Hey, Davis. that was right. Nice. Wow. This actually looks like me in the ring. Oh, this if is what it looks like. Tanner Bozer. Oh. Canada. It's green, though. Yeah. See, like, you bury the lead. Uh, I don't know. Like, uh, is green okay? Anything that's colorful is better than non-colorful. <sighs> Amen to that, Casey. He looks like he, Tanner looks like he just entered like the world outdoor games. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's quite the character, is he? Yeah, he looks yeah. like it. Yeah, he's got a big, like thick Canadian northern accent. Probably the only USC fighter named Tanner. Probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you show me the? Let me see the card. Oh, you want to see the card? The only person in the okay. Milky Way galaxy that fights in a cage <laughs> named Tanner. <laughs> hey, Jessica Andrade, Andrade, not bad. Andrage. Speaking only fans. Oh no. Yeah. Is that how you say it? Andrage? Andrage. Like a G? Yeah. Or a J? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, she's uh it's so not Andrade, but Andrage. Right? Yeah. Right. yeah, she's from Brazil. Yeah, Portuguese. Portuguese. Because like, they don't speak Brazilian. It's Portuguese, right? Yeah, I think you're right. I'm, I'm trying to be cultured here. I went to school with a lot of Portuguese kids, but it was Andrade or Andrade. Did you really? Yeah. Nice. In Rhode Island? Oh yeah, East Provinces. Really? Oh yeah. Well, well, they could go anywhere. They go to Rhode Island. Yeah, I'm sorry. a lot of Portuguese. Come to the come Portu to the climate down here. By the way, Portuguese you... food's fantastic too. Oh yeah, my oh, man. That's true. Like, oh yeah, Chorizo. Oh, oh, yeah. Rhode Island. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Home. Oh, okay. I would say we probably had we had a big high school. I'm gonna say sixty percent Portuguese. Are you serious? Cap. That's a cap. Your cap in for more, sure. More than half the kids in that school are Portuguese. Uh, let me let me add Cape oh, Verdean oh, in oh. Portuguese. What is Cape Verdean? Yeah, I have no Cape idea. Cape Verdean's an island. Like what? South America? Uh, uh, no, like, uh, eh, I don't oh, know. It's, it's good you had a lot of friends in high school to ask them. <laughs> no. I, I mean, what, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> half the school is Cape Verdean. You don't know where they're from? Well, I didn't say half the half Portuguese. Okay. Mostly oh, okay. Portuguese. I got you. So much Portuguese that I started learning some Portuguese oh. out on the baseball field. We got field. a phone call probably getting canceled now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably said something I should have said. Yeah, Fantastic. Probably. Let's go open some football cards. Oh, I got another UFC pack. Hey, they don't make these things easy to open, though. Derek, I told you I was having trouble. I need the scissors. Ooh, this is a cool guy. Yuri Pratskova, he's getting ready to fight. Uh, yep. Ryan Spann. Nope. Ooh, holographic Rose Namajunas, Thug Rose. Hey, we're getting somewhere. It's an instant impact. What do you think? Move it around. Sorry, yeah, my hand's in the way. Oh, dropped it. There yeah, okay, went, we're done. Just move on, move on. There was the 10. I'm moving around. What do you think? You know, a couple bucks. Okay. For sure. Yep. Calvin Gaston. Yes. All right. I've got uh, Derek Brown in football. Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> Select. It's great. Don't though. even announce it, huh? Keyshawn, Keyshawn Vaughn. <sighs> it's kind of a funky one. Is it a zebra? Die cut. It's a die cut. Uh, Brent, does it look like a zebra? We've been over this. Jeez. I know. We're it's got to too much room for the zebra. Okay. Google a zebra before we start opening. <laughs> but, the, but the die cut and the zebra is different. Uh, it feels like. Derek Carr. No good. Wow. I got Lamar Jackson. Way, Cape Verde Islands uh, in Africa. Oh, nice. I got a rookie. Oh, this one's crazy. See, but it says oh, even Cape Verde is really part of crazy. Africa or Portugal. There was a question on there. See that? So I got close. a Justin Jefferson rookie card. That's not the crazy one. Okay. Crazy one's coming up. Official language in Cape Verde this is, is like, uh, Portuguese. That's not a... 
Is that anything or not? No. Does it look like a zebra? No, but it's no. Saquon Ooh. Barkley die cut. Probably but, but it's different though. Five it's smacks. like you see no, how it's shining. Okay. Whoa. Then I got a CJ Henry. <clears throat> CJ Anderson. I'm not gonna finish the, the, that, that sentence. Tua. That's a rook, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so at least we got a rookie. We're not saying bang on that one, though. Nah, still no bang. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, two of them. <laughs> How do I open two Mitchell Trubiskys? Third one total. We had one last select as well. Drew Brees. Mm. And I've never heard of this guy. That's not a good sign. James Morgan. Who does James no. Morgan yeah, play for? Is he a lawyer? Jets quarterback. <laughs> is he a lawyer? <laughs> Morgan and Morgan? <laughs> For the people. Yeah, for the easy. people. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I can't. Hit the button. No, I'm kidding. I can. <laughs> yeah, I can uh, say it too. That's James Morgan for the Jets. James Morgan for the Jets. Seriously, he, never he heard. And the only reason Casey's heard of him is because he's got the card before. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only reason. Isn't this card cool? This that is, is a cool Barclay? card. Yeah. We're, we struck out a little bit this week. A little bit. I think and last week. A little bit. We're about to get hot, though, next week. Don't worry. A little bit. It's part of it. I think I we mean, should do soccer next week. Soccer. soccer cards? They had a lot of good soccer. Do you soccer want me there. to butcher names? Do you want me to get canceled? Because that's Why how you get canceled. Because I I don't know. I'd, I'd butcher a name so bad that they would be offended by it. They're not listening. They live in Europe. Hey, you take somebody in it, you never know. Case. All right. Yesterday, he tried to give us his Super Bowl prediction early. Now we get it today. Florida oh, Sportsman right. Fishing Report. Captain Rick joins us heading into a weekend, a beautiful day in Jacksonville. Hopefully it was a good day out on the water, Captain Rick. Well, you know, it kind of depended on where you were, Brent. Um, I predicted we would have very good blue water trolling and very good inshore fishing. I was half right. The blue water trolling was terrible. Um, the boats out at the edge of the Gulf Stream reported almost no current, which is a kiss of death for our blue water activity. Just a few bonita, a few barracudas scattered around. Very, very disappointing. But inshore, the guys were just going crazy. Um, Captain David Boris reported, he said, if there was an oyster bar anywhere with a foot of water around it, there were redfish swimming around it. You say limited out in 10 minutes, spent the rest of the day releasing reds and trout, and saw, once again, plenty of snook, which is very strange for this time of year. So, sounds to me like the guys ought to go inshore fishing tomorrow or go bottom fishing. The uh, trigger fish fishing is good. Vermilion fishing is good, and sea bass fishing is fair. You just got to get away from all the red snappers. So we're going to get one day of good weather, then comes a marginal day, and then the first part of next week the ocean is going to be closed again as we have another front rolling through. But we're going to be talking about it for two hours tomorrow morning on the Florida Sportsman Show from 7 to 9. And, of course, we'll be back Monday with another fishing report brought to you by Workman's Quick Fix Plumbing and CSS Landscaping. Uh, my Super Bowl prediction. I, I just want Matthew Stafford to win so doggone bad. He was stuck with Detroit for so long. I'm going 28-24 Bengals. All right. I like a, a good game. And uh, Wait, 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 wait. 28-24 Rams or are you good Bengals? 28, no, 28-24 Rams. I'm okay. Sorry. All right. You got it. 28-24 Rams. That's a good one. That would be a good football game on Sunday. Captain Rick, see you tomorrow morning. We'll listen to you tomorrow morning on ESPN 690. Have a good weekend. Thank you, boys. You got something over there? Yeah, hey, Casey. Okay. You know, you know, check on the Rose Namajunas. Might um, have a bang. Instant impact. Where's Will? I mean, it's going for a little bit. It ain't going for, the, you know, it's going for a little bit. What I was trying to tell you, because you had like a big number up there, but yeah, I wonder yeah. if it was, I've learned no, a lot that, of it, PSA that, 10. Yeah, I'm sure that was gem. We have to, oh, get, we have to get that. And uh, we have to get I got that my, graded. Yeah, and I got these biscuit fingers right now, greasing it up a little bit.
If you're about to tell me that a card is going a lot PSA 10 that we've dropped. Was that embarrassing that we said that? Like, did, I should have I should have cut your Brent, mic end of the show. Brent said that. Not How me. embarrassing. You remember, said remember you dropped. Said I dropped? No, you said PSA 10 or something. You can't compare. First of all, you dropped the card when we started, so that's part one. Oh, I, I you know. just told people that. I mean, we, yeah, did, we they did it on camera. You guys oh. are on camera. Oh. Yeah, and you can't tell me attention. that a card is worth a lot he's when it's covered PSA with, 10. He's covered with Will Fuller cards. He's protected. He's insulated. Yeah, we're good, man. People can't see all these Will Fuller cards. I, I got every team here. But anyways, it's going for like 30-something bucks. Not bad. It's sold, though? I, I don't know how to check if it's sold on eBay. I like I said, I haven't used eBay since like high school. I don't know, man. Mark Devoli told you don't look at unless it's sold. And All then you right. go ahead and look at when it's well, not sold. Casey, can you please look up Rose Namajuna's instant impact sold cards and tell me how much she's worth? I can, but we're 10 minutes over, so can we roll out of here? Ah, sure. Nope. We're rolling no, out of here. I'm rolling right out of here. No, we can Hold them hostage. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 6. Oh, look, Casey gets so sure mad. Sure can't. No, we can't. So can't go we'll right back. <laughs> I think this uh, one cut runs, getting up to the south, and you see the hole, just hit it, and um, you know, let your momentum carry you forward, you know, because that's a that's a fast D, fast D line, a physical D line, and um, Joe Mixon is doing a great job all year, just hitting one cut runs, getting up to the south, following his blockers, making big plays. He's good in the passing game, so I think he'll be fine. Joe Mixon is going to be the X factor, I believe, for the Super Bowl. You know, I mean. Cincinnati, the underdog, which I get. You're playing on the road. I'm not sure if I'm ready to call L.A. a hostile environment. I'm going to have Bruce Buffer saying it's time and all that stuff, and I get it. But, like, when you think of rabid fan bases, Casey, where do the Rams rank? Dead last. Low, lower tier? Oh, I'm dead last. Okay, careful now. But, yeah, I, I mean, I'd probably say dead. Okay, well, Chargers, behind the Chargers. Behind the Chargers. <laughs> yeah, but they are kind of the lower tier. Um, and we'll see how, how Cincinnati travels. You know, I, mean, I saw the price of the Super Bowl tickets, and they aren't giving those things away. But I feel like Bengals fans might be out in full force, as they should be, because I think they do have a good shot of keeping this thing interesting. Um, I think, like I said, Mixon is going to be the X factor. You don't want to get into a track meet, especially when you got, you know, Aaron Donald and Bond Miller staying down if you're Joe Burrow. But if you can kind of slow that game down a little bit, keep that defense honest, get Joe Mixon involved. I think uh, CJ uh, Uzama. Uzama is going to play. Is that uh, Taylor yeah. say? Sounds like it. That's going to be a, a beneficial thing, having a little safety net up the middle of the field. But I can't wait for it, man. I can't wait. Like I said, I got the Bengals. I got a feeling. I like Joe Burrow. I'm all in on it. I'll be watching extra early to see what he's wearing, whether it's the E Network or we can tune on ABC. I don't know where is, what's going to be showing Whoa. it. What? Oh, no, he can't save you. Uh, Fox. Well, y- just not not that one. The E? What? Not which one? The one that we did. Not not ABC. Okay, sorry. Yeah, not ABC. Yeah, ABC's trash. Perfect. Okay, there it is. Here we go. Go, go ahead. Go make, make that a button for me next time. I will. But uh, in other events, though, it is a Super Bowl, but we also got a Super Bowl type of UFC card coming up. UFC 271. Style bender versus... Well, I like to call him Bobby Knuckles, but Israel Adesanya taking on Robert Whitaker, UFC 271 going down in Houston. Casey, you gonna wager any money on this thing or not? I haven't decided yet because I don't like. I'm not. I'm not gonna bet against the boy Derek Lewis. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And by but, the way, Derek Lewis uh, co-main event against Ty Tuivasa. 
and I don't really love betting on like a heavy, heavy favorite. Yeah. So again, it would have to be something like over under rounds and stuff like that. So let's go ahead and break the, the co-main event and the main event down real quick. Derek Lewis, like as like Casey said, versus Ty Tuivasa. Derek Lewis is the most storied UFC knockout artist in history. Has the most knockout. It's not Francis Ngannou. Derek Lewis has the most KOs um, as a heavyweight in UFC history. Taking on Ty Tuivasa, who was in the UFC a little bit, got cut, kind of changed around his whole style, became a little more patient, um, and now is a star in the making. You know, Ty Tuivasa, a guy who I believe is from New Zealand, if I'm not mistaken, or Australia. I know they're, they're by each other, but you don't like to call one the other because they get super offended by it. But nevertheless, Ty Tuivasa, a great personality, is famous for now doing the shoey. If you ask what a shoey is, if he knocks out Derek Lewis in, in Houston, you're going to see Ty Tuivasa go to the crowd, steal somebody's shoe, pour a full beer in it, and then drink it. Because that's yep. what I think Australians and New Zealand's, hey. Hey, not for me. You're talking about getting canceled. Not for me. Maybe not throwing those in the same sense. Sorry, man, but not for me. Those are all I'm saying. Hey, talk about getting sick. Yeah, but drinking for somebody's shoe. Would, yeah. you, would you do that? Yeah. Remember, we had a bet. Well, on we it. did have a bet on this. I just don't remember which game it was, but they didn't win. So, what would you rather do, Casey? Would you rather go through a table or drink a shoey? Which would I rather do? Yes. Probably the table. Yeah. But like, I'd do whatever it takes. You know what I'm saying? See, I mean. I feel like if I'm a couple drinks deep, though, and a shoey gets presented to me, eh, whatever. Yeah. You know? Sober, though? But like, that's the thing. If you win a fight, like, you're, you're so just high off adrenaline, you don't even care, man. Like, you're, you're, you're taking shoeys all day. So, nevertheless, though, so shoeys aside, we got to talk about Derek Lewis and Tai Tuivasa. Usually, I have a great breakdown of like, what I think is going to happen. This is going to be a slugfest. This is going to be a slugfest in terms of the first person to hit the button <laughs> is going to win. Because they, they both have one-punch knockout power. It's just a matter of who do I think gets there first. Um, as far as body types, similar build. Um, I think similar cardio. It literally, to me, this is a coin flip, Casey. Yeah. Um, and if you're dealing with a coin flip, I mean, you got Tai Tuivasa. Is he 160 here I'm seeing, plus 160? I got plus 155 on my Okay, so, yeah. so it's going down a little bit. I mean, maybe you roll with the underdog here. You got Derek Lewis at home. Now, keep in mind, Derek Lewis at home, his last go-around when he fought Cyril Ghosn for the, for the title contender um, against Francis Ngannou had one of his worst fights we've ever seen from Derek Lewis. Yeah. You know, just mentally, he wasn't there. That fight has a lot to prove. I would lean towards Derek Lewis here at home. But I think the value of plus 160 tied to Ibasa might be kind of hard to pass up. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. There's big value when exactly. it's one punch either way. Exactly. I mean, essentially, like I said, it's a coin flip. So why not, you know, take the coin flip with plus 160? Uh, when we get to the main event, it's a little more of a landslide in terms of how the odds shake out. We got Stylebender, who's one of the biggest stars right now, just signed a new multi-million dollar contract with the UFC, coming in at minus 280, taking on Bobby Knuckles himself, Robert Whitaker, coming back here at plus 230. This is an interesting fight because the first one I did not see happening the way it went down. In case you forgot, Stylebender knocked Robert Whitaker out in the second round. Robert Whitaker was emotional for whatever reason and did not fight his fight. He overcommitted on punches, overextended himself. Israel Adesanya, a guy you can't do that against with his reach and his length, ended up making Robert Whitaker pay and knocked him out in the second round. What we've seen from Robert Whitaker his past few fights, we've seen a patient Robert Whitaker who has all his tools sharpened. Whether it's grappling, whether it's jujitsu, whether it's striking, the guy has shown when he's patient, he's going to be a hard out. 
The question comes, can Stylebender coax him into maybe more of a brawl? where he's going to overextend himself again, and Style Bender being the, the counterpuncher that he is can knock Robert Whitaker out again. I like Style Bender because he's a puzzle that has not yet been figured out at the middleweight division. Now, when he went up to light heavyweight, you know, Jan Blykovic figured him out. You take him down, you hold him down, uh, you ground and pound, and, and you win a fight. But the question is, can Robert Whitaker take Style Bender down, and more importantly, can he hold style bender down okay so the way this looks right now plus 230 is extra juicy i think on robert whitaker here really i'm I, i'm a giant robert whitaker fan i love this style like i said i mean he had one just off night against uh out the first go around where he just fought emotional um the moment got to him and you know you choked and that happens it happens in every sport that's just the way it is sometimes Stylebender is a tough puzzle to solve, but I think Robert Whitaker might have the tools to do it, to take him down. Once again, I think it can go five rounds. Stylebender wins by decision, but Robert Whitaker at plus 230, I mean, man, yeah, it's, it's hard to turn down. So let me ask you this. Over, yeah. under, four and a half, and the under is plus 100. So they're pretty much... There's Vegas is saying there's no chance this fight is anything but a decision, and I... I can't figure that out. Like, so, I know they yeah. their fights usually, not there, but each individually, those fights end a decision a lot. But Correct. That's so, got to be appealing. So here's the thing with it. When you talk about Robert Whitaker, you're talking about a guy who has went championship rounds two times with a guy by the name of Yoel Romero, who is an absolute tank, probably the hardest hitter at the time in the middleweight division. Robert Whitaker is durable when he can be smart and when, when he plays within himself, when he fights within himself. But I agree with you here, Casey. I think the best bet that you can make here is that it's going to be under four rounds. Is that what it is? Four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah. And you're getting I'm plus taking, money on that. I'm, I'm taking the under all day. Because you have two, I mean, once again, does Whitaker take him down, try to hold him down, go for the submission? That can, that can bleed the clock out a little bit. But that's never really been his game. He's been a striker first. And, you know, Stylebender needs no introduction in terms of his striking. Yeah, I think, I think that's a great call, Casey. I think that the best bet of the night, give me that under. All right. What, do you have the over-under of the Derek Lewis tied to Ivasa fight? One and a half. What's the over of that? Plus 140. Derek Lewis can be a slow starter. I, that's what I'm saying. I think they could feel each other out for a whole yes. round. Yes. And, and tied to Ivasa is yeah. a much more patient fighter than he has been in the past. Remember, his last fight against Greg Hardy, the reason why it was so fast is because Hardy came in on him. I don't see Derek Lewis doing that. I see Derek Lewis being patient. Maybe think about, and I can't believe I'm saying this, maybe consider the over when we're talking about Derek Lewis and Ty Tuibas. You throw those both together in a parlay? Yeah. Plus 380. Hey, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Now we're going to Dabolli's House of Cards and getting the better. the big box. You better play. If you will. All right, more on ESPN 690. When we get back, we got one more segment, and then we got feet in the parking lot. Let's go. They're a very good defensive front. You know, it's going to be a challenge for our guys, but, you know, they've worked really hard to put themselves in, in this position, and I know that, you know, our coaching staff has a great plan for them that they're going to be able to go out and execute. Um, but obviously guys like Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Vaughn Miller are, are guys that are going to get pressure. <laughs> Is that Joe Burrow? It was. Joe Burrow, here we go, man. Big moment for the young guy. Huge moment. Well, Casey, we got about, what, four minutes left here? 
Let's try to make some money, guys. We got joined by Action Sports, Jacks Marcel Robinson in on the mix here. You want to do some prop bets real quick? Let's get it. And, I mean, Casey, you're the auditor, so we have receipts here. So we can bring this back on, on Monday to see sure how we, we all did. Or, all or we don't have to. Oh, we don't have to. I mean, we'll see how we do first. It depends on how I do. I, I, I'm the one that, you know. I have a feeling on. if Casey, like, hits 100% on these, we're we'll, going to have we'll a, a whole segment. Oh, we're going to have, like, a whole audio segment of this. Yeah, we will. We'll hear him again. All right, so let's get to some Super Bowl specials here. For, uh, let's go to the halftime show. Color of Snoop Dogg's shoes at halftime. Blue plus 250, yellow and gold plus 600, black plus 600, white plus 125, gray and silver plus 900. Yep. Yep. I'm going to take black. Taking black? Because plus I, 600? Yeah, I feel like because blue, no, he ain't going to do that. We we know why he would wear blue, but I don't think he's going to do blue. No, no, I don't think he's going to do blue, that. yeah. Now, purple and gold, I could kind of see that, but I feel like I'm thinking I'm thinking the totality of the show with everybody involved, yeah. I'm sensing like a black theme with Dr. Dre. Well, and here's the thing, too. Yeah, black theme with Dr. Dre. If you're a Steelers fan, you're wearing a Steelers jersey, black. Black, that's true, too. So black plus 600? I'm not mad at that, Casey. What'd you say, yellow and gold? Ye- yellow and gold's plus 600. That's black me. is That's plus me. 600. And white is plus 125. Like, somebody knows already. Yellow and gold. Yellow and gold, plus 600. Okay. Is Snoop Dogg going to smoke on stage? This is even, by the way. This is, yes, minus 115. No, minus 115. Yes, all day. It's California. You think Snoop's going to smoke on stage? Yeah, so. my ignorance, but isn't it, isn't yes. it legal to smoke in California? Yes. Yeah, no, it, it is legal for oh, sure. He, he's definitely yeah, but like, you don't think like the, nah, the he's people like, are going to be like... He's going to be so high and so high. <laughs> so high and so high. Light it up, Snoop. I mean, it's open, <laughs> it open air so they can... Yeah, it can circulate out. It's all good. All right. Um, I'm going to say no. I don't know. I feel like someone's going to tell him like you can't do... I don't know. I'm saying no. Casey, you won't tell you got yes? dog he can't smoke? I'm not doing it. I'm oh. saying somebody. I got from, yes, yeah. Yeah, yes, okay. Um, in the halftime show, will a football be used as a prop? Yes is plus 285. No is minus 420, which is hard no. Yeah, no. Hard, yeah, no. No. Uh, this ain't about football. This is about Okay, music. yeah, yep. I'm no either. Um, will any part of Eminem's performance be censored? <laughs> yes, minus 180. No, plus 135. Say yes, but I'm gonna say yes, but I, it's gonna be something that censored that probably shouldn't or doesn't necessarily need to be censored. Gotcha. Casey, yes or no? Yes. I'm gonna say yes as well. Last one. Will Eminem wear a hoodie or a hat? Minus 300 is yes, plus 220 is no. Come on, I'll shady. Both. 100%. Wearing a hat or hoodie? Okay. Both. Shady. I agree as well. All right, that's it for Action Sports. Jack's here on ESPN 690. Enjoy this Super Bowl weekend. Stay safe. Stay casual. We'll catch you guys back out here on Monday.